This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Coming out of Leviticus 17 and 11. Here we begin to read God's word. All right. It says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. Amen. Glory to God. I've heard it said by scholars that the blood is the soul of the flesh. Now, those of us who remember our studies from biology know that blood carries uh, nutrients and oxygen throughout the body. Amen. So it sustains physical life. Amen. From a biblical standpoint, we see in the scripture, Leviticus 17 and 11, that the blood, uh, that the life of the flesh is in the blood or the life of the body is in the blood. So blood was very, very important. Amen. To, uh, to God concerning the children of Israel, how they should view it. They should view it as something important. There were other societies other cultures at that time that were consuming blood all right and they were consuming blood uh for um uh, witchcraft purposes and, and and demonic purposes amen and god did not want his people to be the same amen but we should have a different view of the blood as modern day christians amen and view it's important so with that said amen our our message today amen is the protective properties of the blood the protective properties of the blood amen especially during times like this the protective properties of the blood amen won't you join me and pray amen as i ask god to have his way in me and through me today and in and through you as well. Amen. So, Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you for today. We praise you, Lord God, that we have an opportunity to gather together today online, Lord God, and hear a word from you. Father God, you've tasked me with something that's far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Have your way, Lord God, in me and through me like never before. I decrease that you might increase in me. I thank you and praise you for this opportunity to be used in Jesus' name. Bless those that are out there. Prepare their hearts to receive from you today. All those that have joined us today on this online service. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. The protective properties of the blood. Let's get into it. Amen. Atonement here is a word kafar and it means to cover over to pacify make propitiation which means to make favorably inclined to appease on behalf of your sins so the blood was not for consumption by the israelites it was to cover them or cover their sins it was to pacify god it was to make propitiation or to bring them into a favorably inclined position with God it was to appease him 
hallelujah, and his demands. It was on behalf of their sins. Amen. So he wanted them, and I'm talking about God, wanted them to view the blood as something that could atone for their sins. Amen. Glory to God. So this is, this is the purpose of blood in this conversation between God and the children of Israel, between God through Moses and the children of Israel. Amen. So now we have a concept of atonement. Amen. Let's think of it as a payment for their sins. So if you sin, you have to make a payment with the blood of an animal, whether a goat or a bull or some other animal. Amen. To make atonement or a covering or to bring you back into a favorably inclined relationship with God. Let's move on. Amen. Why do we need blood to atone for our sins? I'm, I'm a good person. Why do I need blood to atone for my sins? You know, if I work hard and I do good deeds, I'm just going to go to heaven. You know, I'm a nice person. I help ladies across the street and I, um, I, you know, I get my tithes and my offerings and I, I you know, I'm a preacher. Why do, why do I need blood? Let's, let's find out. All right. Romans 3.23. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It reads, and we all know this, amen, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Hallelujah. Sin was passed down from the first man, Adam, all the way down to us today. So everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. What's God's glorious standard? The Ten Commandments and the associated 613 other laws. We've all fallen, fallen short of that standard. Amen. It is a strict and staunch standard. The Ten Commandments are holy. They are just and they are good, but they hold no transformative power in them. Hallelujah. They have no intrinsic transformative power. Amen. They are a standard and in an inflexible standard, amen, that no one except for Jesus Christ could keep, amen. We all fall short. This is, this is one reason why we need the atonement that comes through the sacrifice of the blood of goats and animals, amen. I'm talking about in general, amen. Hallelujah. Now, we, we know we have Jesus Christ, amen. I'm getting there, though. Hallelujah. Let's move on to, I believe, Romans 6.23. Yes, New Living Translation. It reads, for the wages of sin is death. Adam was told the day that he sins that he would die. Now, biblically, he died spiritually. Amen. That means that his spirit no longer had a connection with God. God, yes, in, in the natural, he lived, uh, I believe it's a 930 years, amen, glory to God, but spiritually, he died the day that he sinned, amen, glory to God, so the wages of sin are death, these are the reasons why we need atonement or covering or to be brought back into a favorably inclined relationship with God through the sacrifice of animals' blood, Amen. Now, as I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking you to you from a uh, the perspective that the Israelites would have had 
uh, during Leviticus 17 and 11. Amen. We know we're modern day Christians and we have the blood of Jesus. But I'm speaking to you from a standpoint of why human beings in general would need the atoning um, properties of blood. All right. So the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Funny how we Paul uses the, uh, the word wages of sin and then the free gift of God. God gives us a free gift. We worked and operated in sin and it brought about death. Amen. Another picture of death is the shedding out of blood. The animal shed out its blood and that was visible through the shedding of blood. Amen. Let's move on to another scripture that, that tells us why we needed the atonement. We as human beings. Amen. Revelations 1 and 5. I'm still in the New Living Translation. Amen. We know this is the John the Elder who wrote this. He says, and from Jesus Christ, he is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead with a new body. Amen. And the ruler of all the kings of the world. He's the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. And all glory to him who loves us and has freed us. Now, this is speaking to Christians specifically from our sins by the shedding of of his blood for us hallelujah glory to god thank you jesus so we uh why why do we need a atonement hallelujah now this is more specific to christians here because it's in the new testament it says it has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us hallelujah how do we get freed from our sins by the shedding of jesus's blood or life which atoned or paid for our sins. Hallelujah. You should say hallelujah to that. Amen. We're just setting up things here. I'm, all these scriptures are setting up where I'm going today. Amen. Colossians 1 and 20. New Living Translation. Thank you for sticking with me. I'm building up to somewhere. Amen. It says, this is Paul's uh, letter. He says, and through him God reconciled everything to himself him being jesus he made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of christ's blood on the cross that was so good let me read it one more time to you colossians 1 and 20 new living translation and through him had him being jesus god reconciled or brought back into relationship everything to himself he made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of christ's blood which paid for our sins paid the ransom and brought us back from sin and death on the cross hallelujah what a powerful scripture what a powerful uh, perception of blood here amen the, the 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 nature of blood's ability specifically christ's blood to to pay for our sins and to make uh 
peace. Uh, he made peace with everything in heaven and earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 9.22, living, New Living Translation still. We don't know who the author of Hebrews is. Amen. But this person was writing to a, a audience that was made up of Hebrews that had a mental assent uh, that Christ was a good person or a prophet, but they, uh, or even they, they could see that he was Lord, but they were still trying to combine their good works of following the law and Christ. They didn't feel like the cross was sufficient to pay for sins. Amen. Through, through the uh, shedding of blood. But here the writer says in Hebrews 9.22, the New Living Translation, in fact, according to the law of Moses, so this is how you know who uh, the writer is talking to. He wouldn't be talking to a group of Gentiles if he brings up the law of Moses. All right. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. This is why we as human beings needed a blood atonement. There is no without without the shedding of blood or the shedding or or, or, or going out of life from a being, uh, whether it be an animal or in our case, Jesus, there is no forgiveness. The wages of sin are death. The payment, amen, to uh, bring human beings forgiveness is blood and specifically the blood of Jesus. In the Old Testament, it was the blood of animals that temporarily atoned or temporarily paid or covered their sins. In the New Testament, we have been washed of our sins. Hallelujah. By the blood of Jesus. Amen. All right. We're headed somewhere. I'm just laying down some doctrine for you so that we have an understanding and we know where we're going. Amen. Amen. So now that I've done that. Now that we see the reason for needing the blood of Christ to wash us of all our sins. Let's see how the blood of Christ has protective properties. Okay. Hallelujah. And this is going to be relevant to us during these challenging times. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to go to Exodus 12 and 7. We know Exodus is the story of the children of Israel uh, being freed from uh, hundreds of years of slavery from the Egyptians and being um, delivered uh, by Moses, uh, being empowered by God to now be a free people that are able to worship their God freely. Amen. Without being slaves. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me read Exodus 12 and 7, New Living Translation. Uh, this is God speaking through Moses. They, they are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and top of the door frames of the houses where they eat the animals. So this is the instance where God um, was going to um, send a plague of death upon the firstborn of all those that lived in Egypt. And now God is giving Moses instructions of what to do for the people or the children of Israel to be protected from this plague 
of death. Let me read this one more time. So Exodus 12 and 7 says, they are to take some of the blood. Now, this was the blood of animals at this time. Amen. Obviously, Jesus had not walked the earth yet as a man. It says they are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the animal. Jumping down to verse 12 of that same chapter, Exodus 12. Hallelujah. Just to cut out some of the, 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 uh, the parts of the scripture that we don't need for, this, for the purposes of this message. Amen. So Exodus 12, 12, New Living Translation. It says, on that night I will pass through. This is uh, God speaking through Moses here. On that night I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. So this is God's purpose. He is executing judgment against the so-called gods of Egypt. For I am the Lord. All right. Verse 13, it says, but the blood on the doorpost will serve as a sign. <laughs> what does this mean? Amen. When the death angel, because it wasn't God himself, it was the, the death angel, amen, came through, amen, to strike down the, the, uh, the firstborn of Egypt, amen, where he saw the blood applied to the doorpost, amen, the angel would know that death had already occurred. In this case, it was the death of an animal. So it would pass over. I don't need, in other words, the angel would be like, I don't need to kill the firstborn here because a death has already occurred. Hallelujah. Keep that in mind, please. But the blood on the doorpost will serve as a sign marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This plague of death will not touch you. When I strike the land of Egypt, let me stop right here. You know, during this pandemic, this COVID-19, amen, and I know many of us, we're good Christians. We want to do well, and we pray hard, and we fast, and we pray, and, and we do all the things that we believe we are supposed to, but Christians are still dying, amen, because we, he says, my people perish for lack of knowledge, amen, and the knowledge that we need to know that it's not in our religious efforts but it's in the blood that we will be protected amen god said when i see the blood hallelujah glory to god hallelujah on the doorpost it will serve as a sign amen glory to god that something died so when god hallelujah sees us hallelujah as modern day christians and we walk hallelujah covered by the blood of jesus he sees a sign that someone died already and that person that died is his son jesus christ somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah glory to god hallelujah says the plague of death will not touch you when we are covered by the blood of jesus the plague will not touch us hallelujah glory to god hallelujah we got to be under the blood of jesus christ hallelujah Woo, God, it is the blood. Not because I've been saved 30 plus years. It's the blood. It's not my anointing. It's the blood. It's not because I'm a pastor. It's the blood. My God. 
A lot of times we like to take credit as human beings. I've been a pastor for so many years. The devil will not touch me. It's the blood. It's the blood. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Saints David used the blood to protect Israel. What? David used the blood, in this case the blood of animals, to protect Israel. Let's take a look at that. I'm going to go to 2 Samuel 24 and 18. I am going to skip around here to get to the main scriptures that we want to focus on. Amen. Isn't it good? Hallelujah. The blood. All right. 2 Samuel 24, 18, the New Living Translation. Amen. David, what's happening here is David had, and it may not seem like a big deal to you and me, but David had um, done a census to see how many soldiers that he had. Now, why is this evil in God's eyes? Because God always wanted Israel to depend on him for victory, not in their own strength. What can you and I take from that as modern day Christians? That we lean on God for everything as opposed to our own inherent talents. All right. Our own inherent abilities, our grind, our effort. Not saying that we shouldn't work hard, but we work in the flow of God's will. We are to lean on him and not walk in our pride. Amen. And this was an act of pride by David. Amen. I have this many soldiers and we're going to protect Israel. Amen. No, it, it was it was saying, God, I don't trust you. That's basically what it was, what, what the act was. God, I don't trust you. I, I trust in horses. I trust in soldiers. I trust in weapons. All right. So here is the prophet Gad uh, speaking to King David, David of David and Goliath. He grew up and became a, the greatest king of Israel. Amen. But he was human. He was imperfect. Amen. And it says that day Gad came to David and said to him, go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite. OK, now threshing floor that I don't know much about. Um, uh, agricultural society anything but that's where they would take the wheat and take off the the outer covering it, or it would be called threshing amen so that you just had the pure wheat amen to use and to grind up and to make into flour and things like that so there was this man uh, Aruna uh, that had a threshing floor in a particular area of Jerusalem amen so let's move on verse 22 we're going to skip down to all right. It says, take it, my Lord. This is Aruna speaking. He's speaking to uh, to David. He says, take it, my Lord, the king, and use it as you wish. So he's saying, take my threshing floor. Take take this this uh, land I have and this threshing floor that I have where I prepare my wheat. Just take it. You're, you're the king. Take it. He said, take it. Uh, take it, my Lord, the king, and use it as you wish. Aruna said to David, here are oxen. Let's keep that oxen in mind for the burnt offering and you can use it and you can use the threshing boards and the ox yokes for wood to build a fire on the altar. Now, altar is a place of sacrifice. Amen. And in this case, um, 
David was going to use oxen, amen. And what is this symbolic of? Uh, an altar and the oxen and a uh, burnt sacrifice represents an animal giving its blood and its life to cover the sins of a human being. Amen. So oxen here, you see that I have uh, highlighted in red. Amen. Symbolizing that this oxen would give up its blood. Amen. Or have its blood sacrificed. Amen. For the sins that David had committed or the sin that David had committed. All right. Let's move on. Verse 23 says, I will give it all to you, your majesty. This is Aruna speaking to David. May the Lord your God accept your sacrifice. Verse 24. But the king replied to Aruna, no, I insist on buying it, for I will not present burnt offerings to the Lord my God that have cost me nothing. So David paid him 50 pieces of silver. There's some, there's some symbolism here as well. 50 uh, brings about the idea of Pentecost. Amen. We know on the first Pentecost, the children of Israel got the Ten Commandments. And on the, uh, the Pentecost, during the book of Acts, we got the Holy Spirit and the church came into being. So Pentecost is a big deal. So 50 pieces of silver. Silver, biblically, is symbolic of redemption. Amen. So we have Pentecost and redemption or buying back from sin. Amen. So David paid him 50 pieces of silver for the threshing floor and the oxen. The oxen would supply the blood. Amen. For the sacrifice. Verse 25. David built an altar there to the Lord and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the Lord answered his prayer for the land and the plague on Israel was stopped. God had set the plague on Israel because of David's choice to lean on uh, his pride of how many soldiers he had instead of trusting in the Lord. So a plague was going throughout Israel. Amen. And when David sacrificed this oxen and shed his blood on the altar to pay for the sin he had committed, the plague on Israel was stopped by blood. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is the blood that will protect us saints not your it's the blood i'm not downing praying in tongues pray in tongues lift up the lord enjoy but it will not stop the covid 19 it's the blood it's the blood it is the blood the blood and your prayer you know pray Apply the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But saints. The blood must be applied to be effective. Let me say that one more time. Saints, viewers, audience members. The blood must be applied to be effective. Here we go. Hebrews 9.19. New Living Translation. Back in Hebrews. Back in chapter 9. Let's read about Moses here. It says. For after Moses. Uh, after Moses had reached each of God's command. 
excuse me, let me start again. For after Moses had read each of God's commandments to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water and sprinkled, that's a verb, that's an action, both the book of God's law and all the people using hyssop branches and scarlet wool. So Moses applied the blood, hallelujah, as a covering, as an atonement. Hallelujah. Glory to God to both the book of God's law and all the people. So he applied the blood to the, to the book of God's law. It's probably a scroll and the people. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Verse 20 says, then he said, this blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. So when the blood is applied to your life, amen, hallelujah, when you take action to apply the blood to your life, amen, it confirms the covenant of God that he made with you. In our case, as Christians, through Jesus Christ, it confirms the covenant, Amen. And also, amen, hallelujah, is a sign or a mark to that plague to stop, to not come near you. Hallelujah. Verse 21. And in the same way he sprinkled, there's that action again, Moses sprinkled blood on the tabernacle. That was the tent that they uh, worshipped in. Um, not that they worshipped in. That was the tent that the priests went into to, uh, to engage in the ceremonial uh, activities and where once a year the high priest went in to sprinkle blood on the tabernacle uh, on the uh, Ark of the Covenants. Sorry about that. And in the same way, he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and on everything used for worship. Amen. Here we have a picture of uh, a Israelite sprinkling blood on the people. That's to the left and to the right, we have pictures of hyssop. All right. On the top right, we have hyssop growing in its natural state. And on the bottom of that, we have hyssop that's been prepared to be used as we would use like a paintbrush or something of that matter to sprinkle the blood. Amen. To give you a visual of what's happening here with Moses. Amen. Let's move on. The word sprinkling means to disperse or distribute here and there. The blood must be dispersed or distributed where it's needed. And in this case, that's upon ourselves and upon those we love. Since we no longer use hyssop to disperse or distribute blood, we no longer use those I'm sure there are people somewhere in the world that still do that. But in general, during these modern times, we no longer use the hyssop plant to disperse or distribute blood. It is with the tongue that the blood of Christ is spoken over things in order to apply Christ's protection to it. Well, brother pastor, is it scriptural for you to declare the blood of Jesus? Amen. As we look at scripture, amen. From a um, practical standpoint of how it was done at that time, we no longer sprinkle physical blood because Jesus was the 
uh, sacrifice once and for all time. It says in Hebrews 10, amen, that the blood of Christ is now applied through our tongue through when we declare it over people or things that we need Christ's apl protection applied to. Amen? All right. Our last scripture, James 3 and 5. I'm reading from the Amplified Version this time. Amen. James was the half-brother of Jesus. Mary was his mother. Joseph was his father. We know that Joseph was not Jesus' blood father. Amen. He was a result of an immaculate conception or a, uh, a miracle birth that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and he came into being in a physical form. All right. Let's read what James has to say here in James 3 and 5. He says, in the same sense, the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See, by comparison, how great a forest is set on fire by a small spark. So in other words, he's using very poetic language here, but the tongue, although being small and insignificant to many, amen, hallelujah, has a powerful effect, amen, and can set things in order and set things in motion and in our case amen when we use our tongue to apply the blood of jesus amen hallelujah it will protect us against the COVID 19 and any plague that comes our way when we speak it in faith in jesus's name amen hallelujah so the blood has protective properties we must declare the blood of jesus amen over ourselves over our families amen hallelujah daily and in any situation that hallelujah we might anticipate we need protection amen glory to god to enjoy the benefits of god's protection my people perish for lack of knowledge amen and god today has shared knowledge with us what we need to do as christians to walk in protection amen hallelujah there are examples from moses hallelujah and the children of israel there are examples amen from david and the children of israel amen hallelujah and there's example hallelujah glory to god that james is using for us that how powerful the use of the tongue is hallelujah and for our case and for the purposes of this message it's for applying the blood of Jesus, it will set in motion the protection we need, amen, during such a time as this. Somebody say, amen. Friends, if you are impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.